0: WXDX FM, Pittsburgh.
1: The Steelers are really showing their ass right now. There used to be the notion that the Steelers organization was a cut above. That was always about 25% illusion and fabrication, but that was still better than everybody else, and much better than right now, because now it's out of control. The toxic twins have taken over. It reflects poorly on Art II. He's a good owner and a good man, but he's not his dad. Art II doesn't have Dan's cachet, control, or credibility. It reflects badly on Mike Tomlin. He's gone way past tolerant, all the way to enabling, and it's beneath him to even discuss it. It reflects a negative fashion on the veteran so-called leaders in that locker room, because the clowns have taken over the circus. It even reflects poorly on the portion of fans who accept it and who can't see the negative impact. It's mostly on two guys, the toxic twins, Barnum and Bailey. Antonio, Brian, and Le'Veon Bell. Bell made the season poisonous before it even started. Brian has been a nonstop distraction and commotion ever since he came to Providence. When somebody tells you what they are, believe them. The Toxic Twins have told you many times. So, believe them. Bell no-showed the walkthrough before the Jacksonville playoff game. Brian no-showed work on Monday. And that is all the people need to know. Fairies wear boots and you gotta believe me. Can't wait for Fitzmagic this Monday night, yeah. Barry's Wear Boots brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Four one two three three three. wxdx is the number to call if you would like to go one-on-one with the great one. Uh, people won't like me saying this, but I can't help myself. Carp in a spillway, don't you know. You do know Juju's gonna turn out just like a B don't you for better and for worse that Pizza Hut commercial is a scary metaphor. Juju was on Twitter today selling hats. I know you got to make money, but I wonder if Juju's hat sponsor has a special lid to commemorate o one and what uh. People keep saying the defense is the problem. The defense is the problem. The defense is the problem. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean A-B isn't a problem. Although, really, both problems are unsolvable. That's the best word I could come up with, unsolvable. Because the bums on that defense ain't going to suddenly start playing well. And Antonio Brown's not going to suddenly wise up and be mature and be a good teammate. If it's starting to sound like the Steelers are screwed, well, perhaps they are. Uh, by the way, last week the Steelers removed Lev Bell from their depth charts. Now they've removed him from their roster. Yeah! That'll really show him. Uh, I've talked about Lev Bell, that video where he was jet skiing. It just me he seemed just a tad chunky. Not orca fat like me, but just a tad chunky. Uh, here's an interesting perspective via Twitter. I, I talked about this during my interview with Connor Orr of the Monday Morning Quarterback website. Richard tweets, the only thing that actually solves this is losing a 6-10 and or a 5-11 season. This team and its coach have been insulated by their regular season record and their perennial label as contenders. A losing season or two might serve as a nice smack in the mouth to Tomlin. That's a tweet from Richard. You can tweet me at MarkMaddenX. That's actually a real good point. As long as the Steelers make the playoffs, uh, thus achieving the minimal goal, everything's hunky-dory, just like David Bowie. But if they had a 5-11 and season, well, how could you not change? Not change the coach necessarily, but finally understand there's a problem. Still more news from Steelers HQ. Mark Kabali of the athletic.com just tweeted, talking to some Steelers players, I got a feeling that Mike Tomlin laid down the law to them about moving forward. AB's not suspended for a game despite missing practice on Monday, meetings I should say, and chewing out the offensive coordinator on the sideline on TV after the Steelers had just scored a touchdown. Whatever it is Mike Tomlin has laid down, I can assure you it is not the law. If you lay down the law, A.B. doesn't play Monday night. If Tomlin said, I'm not going to tolerate any more of this, he's lying. Because as good as a coach, we like to think Mike Tomlin is, and maybe he is. Or more accurately, maybe he was. No coach in the recent history of the National Football League has willingly swallowed more of his players' excrement than Mike Tomlin. I'm sorry, but that's a fact. Laid down the law. No offense to Kabali, that's what I mean about the local media just not seeing the forest for the trees. How could anyone who covered this team write lay down the law with a straight face? 412 333 99 laid down the law. Uh, I watched The Purge last night, episode 3 of 10, Better Call Saul on Monday, The Deuce and Ballers on Sunday. It is a golden age of TV right now for me. Uh, Better Call Saul is the best show on TV, but The Purge has been pretty good coming right out the box. I was kind of rattled that Better Call Saul only has three episodes left the show's been really good this season, but it hasn't made the progress in the storylines like I thought it would to this point. If I had to rate those four shows in order, and by the way, uh, I think that Ray Donovan's uh, resuming hostilities soon. Although he's moving to New York from LA, which reminds me of when Laverne and Shirley moved from Milwaukee uh, to LA. But if I had to rate those Uh, four shows in order. It would be Better Call Saul 1, The Deuce 2, The Purge 3, and of course Ballers 4. Although Better Call Saul, The Deuce, and The Purge are all very good TV shows. Uh, Rob Corddry may be the worst actor who has made a good living ever. Here's an update on my cat. Uh, I brought her home yesterday. She ran upstairs and hid under a bed upon arrival. But I went back home today at lunchtime, and she's uh, making use of the whole house and being very playful and hopefully using the litter box, although she hadn't yet, and she's been there almost 24 hours. I don't have to clean up after her. Uh, Liverpool Football Club won yesterday, which I, when I did not show up for work. Although, unlike A.B., I had a good excuse. I wanted to watch Liverpool Football Club and pick up my cat. It was a vacation day. I can use those whenever I like. Big stars can do that. I don't think A.B. took a vacation day. I don't think they get vacation days during the season. Anyway, Liverpool got ahead 2-0 over Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. Got tied 2-2, and then uh, Roberto Firmino scored in stoppage time to win at 3-2. You know, I I shouldn't have even told you why I didn't show up for work yesterday. I should have referred you to my agent, Manning J. O'Connor. And then I would have got to, I wonder what would happen to me, by the way, thinking out loud, if I just didn't show up one day. I don't think they'd fire me. I think if I did it twice, they'd fire me. I think if I blew it off just one day, I think I could get away with it. And that's definitely something to consider moving forward. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. We got Nick and Eric on hold. Nick and Eric, stay on hold, and I guarantee I'll get to you as soon as the commercial breaks over. Also, uh, we're doing a new promotion with Sheets starting tomorrow, where you play against me at fantasy football. I have a strategy. I'm going to take whatever quarterback the Steelers are playing against every week. And I'm going to take A, B, and Juju just to piss you off. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Doing really well. Everything I hear from him is just some of the most insightful stuff. And did you take off your pants? The X at 105.9. I think Aditi Kinkabwala, who covers for, covers the NFL, for the NFL Network, I think she's tremendous. I think she's one of the best reporters uh, covering the Steelers. But let me read what she just posted about A.B. She uh, posted the Hayward Bay quotes that A.B. didn't address the team because, quote, he doesn't need to. By the way, I think it's always great when the ninth-string wide receiver determines what's best for the dressing room. And Hayward Bay said he worked his tail off at practice as usual and that everything was normal. And then Aditi added, and I could say I saw Antonio Braun flash that mega style a few times, too. Why does that matter? Guy's an asshat. He's an asshat that smiles. So what? Man, that guy, you know, the smile does help, though, because he just gets off the hook time and again. That smile and those stats get him off the hook time and again, if you want to call, now's a good time to do it. We haven't taken a lot of calls today up. Uh, if we're just tuning in, Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette reported that Antonio Brown will probably be fined, but will not be sat out Monday night at Tampa Bay. He will play. And then Tom would address the media and said that he and A.B. spoke and that A.B. will speak tomorrow. And everything that A.B. says will be absolute horse manure. Let's go to Nick in Level Green. Nick, you're on with Double M.
0: Hey, Mark. On a side note, if uh, you would end up taking a day off without actually taking a day off and they threaten to fire you, would you tweet, fire me,
1: see what happens? You know what? I just might. (laughs) I used to to dare 1250 to fire me all the time. And eventually they did. And I didn't even have to dare them. (laughs) Hey, um,
0: on, a, uh, on my question, is you posed the question with when you were talking to Orr, what's worse, Bell, Brown, or Ben? I'm going to say for this season, after Monday, what Brown did, I think that's far worse than what Bell is going through right now with the team. Um, I was wondering your thoughts on that, if you agree well, with well, that. Well, I, 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 I think
1: that Bell made the season toxic before it even started because of his holdout. That said, he had every right to not sign the tender and every right to not have reported. Um, I don't think it's a good look for him to be in strip clubs, throwing around money at strippers with just horrible cottage cheese asses, nor do I think it's a good look for him to be jet skiing, which is a minimal risk of injury, but there is some risk. Again, just not a good look. But uh, I was kind of amused that Conor Orr put Ben on the list, kind of a a three-way dance with him, A, B, and, and Bell. Ben does some stuff that could be construed as annoying, like all the injury milking, if that's what you want to call it. But uh, I don't think he's damaged the team. And the threatening to retire, I think he threatened to retire because he was tired of guys like A.B. and Bell. Absolutely. Now, do you think the Steelers win on Monday, regardless if Brown is playing? I haven't thought enough about the game uh, yet. I I make my prediction, as you know. Yes. Uh, on Friday, I, I haven't thought enough about the game. It would be just like the Steelers to win after having been through the ringer uh, thanks to AB and thanks to an 0-1-1 start. But uh, if you made me pick right now the way uh, Fitzpatrick's playing, I would pick Tampa because they have real good weapons too. They got Deshaun the Jackson. They have Mike Evans, who was formerly on the very popular sitcom Good Times. Uh, I think they're a pretty good team, and let's not forget they just beat the Super Bowl champs, did they not?
0: Yes, they did. And then with Monday, if the Tampa, if Tampa Bay wins with Brown playing, if we sat him, and the Steelers lost anyways, do you think that would strengthen his view of himself and the fact that you know the Steelers are a bunch of idiots for sitting them?
1: I don't think there's anything that could change my view that they're a bunch of idiots. Uh, for not sitting them, and just a bunch of idiots in general with the way they've handled this whole thing. Uh One key factor for, for Monday night. It's one of the quirkiest damn things I've ever covered in sports. Even though the game's on the road, the Steelers need home-bend to show up. The statistical difference between home-bend and road-bend is just unreal. Then again, you'll recall, I said before the Kansas City game, I picked the Steelers to win because I thought Ben would find a way, and Ben did find a way. But the defense done undone what Ben did. Let's go to Skyler and Hopewell. Skyler. What's happening, Mark? You're on with the super genius.
0: Uh, just a, I know you were doing a bunch of what-it.
1: Okay, we lost One Skyler. Are you, are you there? Yes, I am, sir. Go ahead. You cut out for a second. Hurry up.
0: Um, you know, you were doing a bunch of what ifs yesterday about AB. Just one more about it. You know, if just say they did sit him for the for a game, do you think he would try to pull Le'Veon Bell and just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit out the rest of the season?
1: He has a valid contract.
0: Uh, gotcha.
1: Le'Veon Bell hasn't signed anything. AB has a valid contract. Plus, do you think AB would think never you- step away from that weekly spotlight, no matter how miserable that attention whore is? He would never sweep step away from that weekly spotlight. And for that matter, the paycheck. Somebody brought up a, a pretty salient point on Twitter. Don't keep doing that. It's it's disturbing and disorienting. Somebody said, let's say that Lev's not showing up to week ten. What if the Steelers are three and seven then? Why would they want to pay Bell that money? They should just withdraw the tag. 'Cause the season's going nowhere. Why would you let him come in and collect a check? Just let him have his free agency now. If he goes the Patriots, so be it. You won't be playing him in the playoffs anyway. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with double M.
0: Hey, double M, thank you very much for taking my call. Right. Got a question for you. What do you think the worst case scenario for the Steelers is? Because we we have established that there is a culture problem. What, what do you
1: what do you mean worst case? I mean miss the playoffs. That's always well, the worst case scenario for the Steelers.
0: But I'm 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 saying
1: if they go say 3-12 and 1. They're not going to do that. I'm, In other I'm, words, what do I think the worst possible record for the Steelers is? Go for it. 7-9 and, and 1. Uh, excuse me, right. 7-8 and 1. <laughs> good good catch. Uh I think there are going to be some games where the other team's defense is even worse than theirs and the offense hits on all cylinders. Then again, that's the scenario that should have played out Sunday against Kansas City and the Chiefs won. Let's talk to Eric in South Hills. Eric, you're on with Mark.
0: Uh, Hey, Mark. Now, uh, before I make my comment, I just want to preface this. I know the Penguins aren't the Steelers, but to me, I look at the Penguins from 2010 to 2015-ish to the Steelers of now, there's a lot of very similar comparisons. You know, they have.
1: I, I can think of one comparison that doesn't in the least bit apply. It was not nonstop turmoil during those years.
0: That is true, but the Penguins they just and the both Have athletes at the top of their game at the top of their positions, and they just continue to disappoint. So, are the you playoff.
1: trying to say that the Steelers might win two Super Bowls in a row? Oh uh, no, not at this point. No, I think. Okay, okay, so that's the biggest similarity, at least in an optimistic world. I- I'm sorry. I just see. That's why I also said from to Shut up. Goodbye. Don't talk over the super genius. I am the man that everyone turns on the radio to hear. I, I don't see the comparison. Penguin's underachieved for a while, but when they came out of the tunnel and into the blue sky and won those two cups, Their big-money players were still in their absolute primes and, and really still might be. The Steelers right now, Ben's 36. I think he's still real good, but he's 36. A.B.'s 30. And like Tim Ben said when he was on the show Monday, maybe the reason he's not getting the ball is because he's not getting open. He's not a crafty wide receiver. He's an athletic, burst, and battle wide receiver. For a guy like that, the end can't come in the wink of an eye. I don't think it has. But look at the stats. Look at Juju versus A.B. Heck, this past Sunday, look at Jesse James against A.B. If A.B. going to play Monday night, as we now know that he is, he needs a big game. And not just because Ben forces him the ball. And by the way, that's going to happen. Oh, my God. They're just going to be throwing the ball in his direction all the time. And I'm not saying I think anything less of Ben because of that, because you just don't want to hear that in your ear from A.B. the whole friggin' game. If I'm Ben, boy, that money, that's got to be why he's still playing. I can't imagine this is worth the trouble for a guy of his accomplishment with two rings. I cannot imagine this is worth the trouble. Let's go to Greg and Vandergrift. Greg, you're on with Mark. Hey, double M. What's up? Hey, my
0: question is if Bell sits out till week 10 and gives up that $8 million, what, compared to the contract the Steelers offered him, you know, wouldn't it have been better for, uh, for him just to sign their, you know, contract at the beginning of the year if he's going to give up the $8 million, or was it about the guaranteed money?
1: It was about the guaranteed money.
0: Okay, but I mean, you know, if he would have played every game, he almost would have been guaranteed eight million this year. But but, but, but on a one-year
1: deal, it That's was good, about the guaranteed money passed this year. And there is so much per year he got off front. Goodbye. I can't answer the same question the same way more than twice without wanting to put a bullet in my brain. The long-term deal was turned down because of the guaranteed money; it was insufficient, in Bell's estimation. Because the Steelers don't guarantee money past the first year, although they're not going to cut him after one year, so he would have got like what was it, thirty million, something like that, over the first uh, three years, thirty-three million, maybe. I'd have taken the deal, and then the franchise tag. He just didn't want to get four hundred touches on a one-year deal with the franchise tag. By definition, always is four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. We got Gary and Nick. On hold, if you're just tuning in, A.B. probably got fined. He will play Monday at Tampa Bay. He won't be sat out. And he will address the media tomorrow. He did not address the team today because, as Darius hayward Bay said, he doesn't have to. Again, I think it's just laughable that the ninth-string wide receiver is addressing team policy in interviews. 105.90X. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, uh, Mark, second time, Paul. I love the show. I'd like to talk to Mark about Mark Andre Furry. Pay attention, dumb skull, and talk. The X at 1059. Some clarification about the offer the Steelers made Levy on Bell. It was five years, 70 million. It would have been 33 million in guaranteed money, which would have been the signing bonus in the first year salary. And 45 million would have been paid out over the deal's first. Uh, three seasons. Oh, wait, no. It This is Rappaport. This doesn't sound right. Anyway, who cares? He didn't take it, but Rappaport says $33 million in guaranteed money over the first two years, but the Steelers don't pay out guaranteed money past the first year. At any rate, what's the difference? He turned it down. Here's a tweet from some guy named Tom about AB. It says, pro football player can't control himself, threatens one writer with physical harm and called a Hall of Fame writer racist for reporting that he saw him limping. Now he gets into a Twitter war with an ex-Dealers employee and skips meetings. And the writers get vilified for calling him out. Boy, that's all true. And keep in mind, that list of untoward acts committed by Antonio Brown, that's in the space of about two or three weeks. And it goes back, his, his litany of stupidity goes back far beyond that. And I'm sorry, the media is not wrong for calling him out. The media has done the public and the team a service, whether or not the public and team feel that way, a service by calling him out. Although now that I say it out loud, who's called him out besides me? I mean, really, who has gone to the level of calling him out I have? And who's been doing it as long as I have? And as accurately as I have, I told you back in 2014 when Antonio Brown first started to reach a level of prominence that he was a great receiver and had potential to be the biggest asshat ever. And he has not let me down. He has not let me down. Let's go to Brick in Latrobe. Brick, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mark. Hey, Brick.
0: Hey.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, Le'Veon Bell
0: wants guaranteed money, right? Now, uh, don't you have Don't you have to have some type of trust between the team and the player?
1: Well, no, his his complaint, yeah, trust between the team and the player. That's a good one. Uh, other teams give a lot more guaranteed money. Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota quarterback, and I realize he's a quarterback. He got a contract that is entirely guaranteed.
0: Yeah, but you have to trust that this guy's going to be the guy. (laughs) There
1: you go again. That is so cute. Trust between the – no, you you don't. No, you don't. Hey, if I were a player, I wouldn't trust the team. I wouldn't trust the Steelers. Yeah, but the Steelers would have to trust the player. 400 carries. 400 touches, rather. Shut up. Goodbye. Trust between team and player. Where are you calling from? Fantasyland? If Bell would have shown up, for better or worse, he would have got 400 touches again this year. And that would have been 400 touches, two years in a row, I think three times in his career, and that would not bode well for free agency or for his future as a running back. It just would not. I think Bell's handled his situation all wrong, but I also understand why he's doing what he's doing. Let's go to Craig and Shaler. Craig. You're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, uh, real quick. Would you try to trade
0: A.B. after this year?
1: Uh, yes. I absolutely would, even though you will absolutely lose the deal. Actually, you know what? I'd probably just cut him because he's, really? he's going to be 31, brah. Wide receiver 31. How many more great years do you think he has left? He ain't Jerry Rice. True. I would, I would I would. try and trade him after this year. Yes, I would. They won't, Great. but I, they should try to.
0: I agree. He's a cancer. You've got to get rid of him.
1: They won't. They're going to keep him for the balance of his career until he wants out once Ben retires. And mark my words, that little bastard will want out the minute Ben retires because the minute Ben retires, A.B. won't get his numbers. He don't want to break in no Mason Rudolph. He wants numbers, and if he can't get them here, he'll move on. Write that down in indelible ink, and remember, you heard it here first. Let's go to Nick in the car. Nick, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mark. Hello, Nick. How you doing? Great.
0: Quick question, Mark. You may have answered this already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What would it take, in your opinion, for the Steelers
1: to finally – fire or dismiss Tomlin. I think he would have to commit a major felony. (laughs) I'm not uh, not kidding. They're just not going to fire him. And, again, I think that hinders him as a coach because when you have absolute job security, it means you're always right, and it gives you leeway to be wrong. Don't they you know, know, the Penguins have team captains. Don't they
0: have captains that step up and do, you know, like like Penguins? You know, you have the captains
1: that, that earn that title. If yeah, they're not they going to do anything. Help. They haven't done anything. You heard what the ninth-string wide receiver said today. Darius hayward Bay said, A.B. didn't address the room because he doesn't need to. Of course he needed to address the room. but But the so-called veteran leaders just let that team down time after time. And I do think leadership is overrated. I do. I think that great teams are said to have great leadership after the fact, and bad teams are said to have bad leadership after the fact. The same goes for chemistry, but keep in mind the greatest captain in hockey history, the man for whom the leadership award is named after in the NHL, Mark Messier, he didn't make the playoffs his last seven seasons. I don't think he forgot how to lead. I just think he was on a lot of bad teams in Vancouver and then with the Rangers. But uh, if leadership could have an effect on this A-B situation, I'd at least like to see the veteran so-called leaders try. But to my knowledge, they are nowhere to be found unless they're doing their job quietly, which I'm not discounting. But if they are doing it quietly, they aren't doing it effectively because, well, let's see where A.B. goes from here. He'll probably go where he's always gone from here, back to being a jerk. You know the biggest myth I hate about A.B.? When people say, he's just ultra-competitive. He wants the ball so he can help the Steelers win. No, he wants the ball to up his stats. And he's not ultra-competitive. He's a jerk. Not to be critical. Let's talk to Gary and Beaver. Gary, you're on with Double M.
0: Hey, Mark. Uh, after watching Steelers the last two seasons and again last week, uh, I get the impression that anytime there's an above-average tight end that they have to cover the secondary or the linebackers in general seem to have a bigger problem. Do you agree?
1: I think great tight ends give every defense fits in this league. Don't get me wrong, the amount of times that Boston appeared to be covering Kelsey on Sunday was disastrous, but I think that good tight ends, not to, not to mention great tight ends, torture pretty much any defense in the National Football League. One more real quick. Jeff and Mount Pleasant. Jeff, you're on with Double M. Mark, how are you doing today? Great, Jeff.
0: Earlier you talked about leadership, and I hate to say this, but I'm afraid of seeing when uh, Antonio Brown leadership's going to take Juju. He has all the fundamentals to be a fantastic wide receiver in the future. And, uh, you know, I agree 100% with you on Antonio Brown being a jerk. I've seen a lot of stuff at fantasy camp where he would uh, disrespect um, people with delays and all that, Antonio Brown. And what's your thought? Do you think it's a bad thing? that uh, I I talked about that earlier.
1: I think that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will follow exactly in Antonio Brown's footsteps uh, both good and bad, and um, I think that Pizza Hut commercial is a perfect metaphor. Yeah, yeah, I agree with
0: that. Do you think he, would it be best for the Steelers to find what they can get for Brown? Because you know Juju's going to be—I I
1: think he's going to be better than Brown. No, I, yeah. no, no, he's not. No, he's not. He Juju's not even ever going to be a legitimate number one receiver. He's going to be—he's going to be—he's going to be a good number two. That—that's his ceiling, and that's not a bad ceiling. Get a lot of numbers, get a lot of catches, get a lot of money that way. Up next, I'm going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 The X. The super genius, Mark Madden. Double M with Super genius, how are you? Terrific. Your porn first practice? Nope, they never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. Here's a great line. Jordan Matthews is a wide receiver in the NHL and NFL. And he played in Buffalo last year. Now he's returned to the Philadelphia Eagles for his second stint there. And he said he became a father uh, because he played last year in Buffalo because he said, and I quote, in Buffalo there was nothing to do but each other. That's good stuff. Joining me now is Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, as you know, the Steelers will not be suspending Antonio Brown or sitting him down, whatever the nomenclature would have been under the CBA, he, will probably, he probably got fined. Uh, your reaction, what would you have done?
2: Oh, absolutely, I would have sat him. A- everything that has happened up until Monday when he didn't show up for the team meetings uh, for a work day, I would have sat him. I thought he had to. A- and I'll tell you this, Mark, with just a fine, AB doesn't care about a fine. He's got so much money, that's not going to worry him at all. Um, not addressing the team is a more egregious thing than you know not being sad. Apparently,
1: or, the team doesn't think so, or at least the ninth string wide receiver doesn't think so.
2: Well, you may have the team saying that to the media. You may have them putting that message out there, but I guarantee you, there are some people in that locker room that think he absolutely should have addressed the team. Um, you know, look, you're going to have all sorts of different people. You know, in the locker room, they all feel different things. There are people in there who are probably just so pissed right now that he didn't have something to say to the team. And again, it all falls on head coach Mike Tomlin. I thought that that would be the least he would have to do is address the team today on the day he comes back and explain either what happened or where he's going from here. To not address the team, that's the biggest foul in all of this.
1: Maybe it's better he didn't address the team. Maybe he would have made it worse. And and I expect when he talks to the media tomorrow, well, I'm curious to hear what your expectations are, Bob. Mine are that every single word out of his mouth will be horse manure, and I bet if he's apologetic at all, it will be in an obviously insincere and condescending way.
2: I absolutely guarantee that the words I'm sorry do not come out of his mouth. He may say, you know, act contrite and act apologetic. The words I'm sorry won't come out because he's not sorry. Also, I bet it's all over the map tomorrow, Mark. I think it's kind of like that OTA breakdown that he had where he's just going to go from topic to topic about what's bothering him, what the media is doing, what the fans expect, what people expect from him. Um, I think he's... I, I can't wait for him to talk tomorrow, and I hope somebody videos the entire thing because I'm going to watch all of it. Cause he's going to be everywhere.
1: Well, if he criticizes the local media, that'll be ridiculous because I think, except for myself and a couple other radio talkers, I think that... Uh, well, no, Cook wrote a pretty strong column, I'll say that, and so did Tim Benz, but uh, I think that that he's been cut gratuitous slack by the local football media, which begs my next question. Why doesn't the local football media think this is a big deal? Why do they think his behavior, while annoying, isn't harmful at all, and they just want to go with X's and O's and wins and losses?
2: Maybe because they've seen some part of this before and it's all worked itself out in the end. So they don't want to jump to conclusions or, you know, stoke the fires a little bit. I've seen people write, you know, some scathing things in the last week or two, especially when the practice was missed. Um, I know you were, you know, the caller called up and talked or you saw the tweet from Kabali about the riot act. I, I don't have any problem with that. I'm sure that Mike Tomlin did give them the riot act today, but that riot act has no bite at all if you're just going to bark at them and then you're not going to sit them down for a game or at least make them address the team. I'm sure you know Mike Tomlin went in there and raised his voice a little bit and probably got in their faces. But But they've heard it
1: all before. It has no
2: teeth, like you said. Exactly. It does nothing if you don't make A.B. stand up there with you and explain. Bob,
1: it means nothing, period. All this talk about laying down the law, I'll believe it when I see it. And it's been so long since we've seen it with Mike Tomlin, I forget what it looks like.
2: Well, you probably won't see it because, you know, other than talking about, you know, other people's contract and money from a few weeks back, you never get that stuff out of the locker room. Maybe it'll leak out a little bit here and there. In the no, next no, and there's nothing weeks. wrong with
1: that. I don't expect them right to, to rip each other to shreds. But sometimes, like in the case of the ninth-string wide receiver, Darius Hayward-Bay saying that Brown didn't address the team because he didn't need to. Sometimes it's better to be silent and be thoughtful than to open your mouth and
2: remove all doubt. I want to see more from the locker room. I want to see somebody follow up with that quote also in the next day or two and say, look, did you think he should have addressed the locker room? That's one person in that locker room. Uh, I believe that there are others who would say, yeah, absolutely. We're still waiting to hear from him. And maybe they are going to hear from him tomorrow, obviously, before the media does. Um, but I thought that at the least, the one thing he had to do today was talk to the team.
1: And he did not. That's Bob McLaughlin. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you who the hidden villains are in this Antonio Brown drama. That's 30 seconds away on 105.9.